and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Charlotte. And this week we are going to be doing a topic that Charlotte has wanted to do for a very long time. <laughs> we are finally getting around to it. Overlooked attractions at Walt Disney World. So things that are either in the theme parks or outside of the theme parks um, that we think deserve a little more attention. And we're not talking about like attractions necessarily rides, although in some cases they might be, um, but more just some things, extra things to do in the parks. But first, we there's been a bunch of Disney news recently, and so we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that we are most excited about. Um, so let's get into that. All right, guys, what are some of the things that you're most excited about that have changed at the Disney parks recently? Well, I think the obvious one is no more parking for resort guests, parking fees for resort parking guests fees. at Walt Disney World. That is a big celebration for me because Can I. I, I I'm oh, sorry, finish your thought, because I have a contradictory thought to this. All right, okay, I, they really bothered me, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not entirely sure why, other than, I guess if they had added the fee, and it was because they've improved the parking somehow, or built a whole new parking structure that they had to pay for, or that there was, like, some legitimate reason why suddenly we're charging for parking, other than they realized they could, <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have been okay with it, but they they really bugged me. So I was very happy to see the end of those. And the fact that they charged you more for deluxe resorts than for often worse parking. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. All right, Heather, uh, what were you gonna say? I agree with you. I thought the parking fees were stupid when they were introduced. I understand if there's a parking garage or there's limited parking like there is in California. Totally get that. I don't think there was any reason to have these. My I'm kind of just sitting back here and watching like the internet explode. Like everybody's posting these videos and these comments and oh my gosh, Bob Iger, he's back. He did all this. Bob Iger's the one that he started he that. Started yeah, them. He, yeah, he implemented started the parking, them. So, yeah. And everybody <laughs> seems to think like, oh my gosh, he's our savior. And like he he did this. He did this in the first place. And so I'm just sitting here watching the the internet explode with all of this news and everyone's like, oh thank goodness he's back. I'm like he's literally the one that started yeah. this. Let's try. Right. <laughs> yeah, I went back and looked and I think it started in 2016 and he was definitely Yeah, he was yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he did this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he gets to be the hero, you know, for a couple of things, but n- not that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited about it. I just think like the hypocrisy of the internet, like how quickly we forget everything. It yeah. just makes me laugh. Yeah. No, a- agreed. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's not just Disney that people do that on. It's politics and all sorts yeah, of absolutely. things. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Uh, so the same time that they announced that, I think they announced a couple of other things. And now I don't even remember what uh, they were because I was yeah. so focused on parking. I know. <laughs> but, um, well, there was the, par- the park, park hopping. hopping. At, yeah, at Disneyland. Oh, yes, park hopping. Which would have came in really handy when I was there in December. So at Disneyland, you could start parking park hopping at 1 p.m. with the park pass reservation system now you can park hop starting at 11 a.m which is so much better but really just let me park hop whenever i want right that's so much better yeah and at walt disney world it's now still the same it's still still the same same. okay they did they did update that um if you have an annual pass you do not have to have a reservation that's what go in after 2 p.m that's right that's Mm -hmm. what it was okay i also like that um First of all, they should have just taken like why are there restrictions anyway? But that's a tale for that's another topic. But I liked that they um 
for the Disney 100 celebration, mm-hmm. they started including photo pass on the ride. So for this year at both parks, you get your any ride photo, not photo pass that's taken out with the characters or the castle. But if you're on a ride and there's a photo pass or a, a ride photo, you get that downloaded in your app for free. Yep. Yep. But is that for free or only with Genie Plus? With Genie Plus. Right. Yeah. Yep. With Genie Plus. So. That at, was Disneyland, it, at Disneyland, it's free for everybody. Because don't forget, PhotoPass downloads are already included in your Genie Plus. Oh, at Disneyland. That's right. But at Disneyland, it's free, whether you purchase Genie Plus or not. Interesting. Disneyland wins at all the things. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, I think Daily Housekeeping is coming back, too, at Walt Disney World, isn't it? I mean, my goodness, let's go already. I I just, I don't, I know that it's a staffing thing, but is it staffing because Disney can't find people that want to work? Or they're just genuinely not hiring these people? Because if you can jam me into the theme parks and there's no capacity limits anymore, don't tell me it's a COVID protocol. It's not right. anymore. It's <laughs> yeah. a matter of you trying to save money, but you're raising my hotel rates. Bring somebody in that's going to make my bed. I'm on vacation. I don't want to make my own bed. Amen. Agreed. Um, all right. Well, those are the things that we're the most excited about. Um, coming up next, we're going to be talking about overlooked attractions at Walt Disney World. So stay tuned. If you're like me, you have post-its and scraps of paper and receipts and places that you have jotted notes down on, and they're probably scattered all over your house. No, just me. (laughs) That can't possibly be true. But if you are like me and you're looking for a way to organize all of your plans for your upcoming Disney, Universal, or other vacation, look no further. Disney Park Princess has created a series of vacation planning journals designed by each of your Disney Park Princesses. Three separate covers, one by me, one designed by Heather, and one designed by Sharla. And if you look at these covers, you can instantly tell who designed which one? <laughs> Go to DisneyParkPrincess.com, click on Shop, our must-have items and gift guides, and in the drop-down box, click Shop. You can also purchase these directly on Amazon, but of course, we hope that you go through our website. So whether you like the classic navy blue and pink of my cover, the gold and rose gold elegance of Heather's cover, or the 90s-inspired colors on Charlotte's cover, or maybe you want the entire set, go to DisneyParkPrincess.com and click on Shop. Thanks. All right. So overlooked attractions at Walt Disney World. And this all started, I think, because we were talking about them changing. It was Agent P and then it was, well, it was Kim Possible and then it was Agent P and now it's becoming Duck. Is it DuckTales? I DuckTales. Think it, yeah. yeah Duck it's already mm-hmm. debuted. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Charlotte, this is your baby. What are some of your favorite overlooked attractions? Okay. Well, besides that one, which I think is... Well, we can start with that one because I I think, you know, people Um, might have missed the previous episode or don't know what we're talking about. Right. Okay. Well, let's say what what we're talking about. Um, So in Epcot, a round world showcase, you can play a fun little adventure, which is actually, I don't know the name of it. It used to be called the Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. So I guess Mm -hmm. it's now the DuckTales World Showcase Adventure. Yep. 
And you just go, you go around to all the different countries and little magic things happen. You, you can play the little game, which is kind of like a little scavenger hunt. And you look for these characters in every country. And when you hit the right buttons, magical things happen. Uh, it could be a character popping out at something. You might hear a sound. Um, so I know in China, something came out of the little pond and rose up and then it went back down. It's all very, very cute and very, very fun. It's, I have to say, I love, like, I love this thing. Mm -hmm. I loved it back when it was Kim Possible. I loved it when it was Agent P. And it's just such a great way, like, especially if you're regular park goers, like we are, and you're looking for just something a little bit different to do on one of your park days. It's such a, a fun way to see parts of the world showcase or go down little paths or things that you may never have experienced before. And so it really gives you a chance to explore the World Showcase in, in a different way and at your own pace, which I really, really like. Right. And that's, well, that was going to kind of segue into one of my other overlooked attractions are all the different off the beaten path areas in Epcot, specifically in World Showcase. And so with this game, you're kind of forced to go back there mm -hmm. and, um, I, but whether you play these little games or not, go back there, go explore, go look at the gardens, go into the hedge maze in the UK. Um, it's some, some really, really beautiful things back there that people just miss. Yeah. Agreed. I, I feel like the world showcase in itself is an overlooked attraction because like yes. you said, everybody just rushes around the main thoroughfare near the lake. I have to get to the next ride or I have to go eat at this restaurant. And nobody really takes the time to explore the pavilions because they're not all so exciting, right? Not everyone has a ride. Not everyone has a character meet and greet. And if that's your benchmark for having a Disney vacation, you miss all of these incredible details. Like in the Morocco pavilion, if you walk all the way to the back, like to the dead end past the door of Restaurant Marrakesh and you just sit on a bench, when it's quiet, you can hear like restaurant noises happening and, and people inside the restaurant working and talking to each other and stuff like that pops up everywhere. But nobody's going back there because we don't want to eat at restaurant Marrakesh and there's no Jasmine and Aladdin. Well, there is no there, restaurant so Marrakesh anymore. They've turned it into a lounge. Like it's like, it's like a, it's like a health insurance lounge now. Oh, uh, what's it called? The restaurant is gone. Yeah. Since when? Uh, late last year. Oh, uh, I did not uh, hear on. that. I didn't yeah. either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Restaurant Marrakesh becomes, where is it? Uh, hang on, Googling furiously. So it is now, it never reopened after the COVID-19 pandemic. And then it became the That's Florida Blue Lounge. That's true, I definitely ate there. <laughs> like in October of 2020 with my parents. At Restaurant Marrakesh? Yes, the one all the way in the back. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It is the future, it is now the home of the Florida Blue Lounge. Um... Which okay. is part of like like Florida Blue, I, I guess, is like their health insurance policy that. or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. Noon to six every day. They're doing complimentary henna tattoos, select entertainment. Um, they might occasionally have VIP seats for the concerts, things like that. So. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, Bummer. back in, I mean, at, in all the pavilions, the artwork is beautiful, but Morocco especially. Just mm -hmm. It is gorgeous. It is the prettiest pavilion. It, it really is. It is. The um, details are amazing. And some of those little shops back there are incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of the pavilions have at least one shop. So definitely don't miss that. I mean, I think that's one of the coolest things. Yeah. Um, one Another one of my favorite things to do in World Showcase, and good grief, all of Walt Disney World has plenty of hidden gems. I'm, I don't want to just focus on Epcot, but um, the in the Mexico Pavilion, they have the glass the glass ornaments that they will make mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. will like right as you get off the the ride instead of going straight out take a left and you will see that um the and sometimes a lot of times they're doing they're actually making it right there for on display and that's really really cool to watch for a while so yeah that and that's actually true so like in the magic kingdom they've got the crystal Right. Um, mm -hmm. Shop where you can oftentimes they'll have you know, people there do, doing glass blowing and crystal and think, you know, right as you're shopping, which mm -hmm. is amazing. And then, and then I think they also, I don't know if it's still there or not, but they used to have one in downtown Disney as well or um, Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. um, it was like the Arebus Brothers, you know, it's like a second location. I think that might still be there. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just the little things that you can do. Um, also, don't forget if you have, Kids, or even if you don't, you might want to do it yourself. Um, most of the pavilions have the KitKat fun stops, and you can learn about the countries and do little crafts. Yep. Um, some some of it has changed, sadly, with the international um, cast members not being back yet. But they, I they, think still they are have, now, right? They they slowly, sure. I think, started bringing yeah, them back. They've in. started coming back. Um, yeah. They still have those KitKat fun spots, even without the international cast members. Yeah. So. Yep. It's definitely more fun, though, when they actually have yeah. the international cast members yeah, staffing them. Yeah, it is for sure. I would agree. Okay. I have one. I have one that is very off the beaten path and very overlooked. Um, Fort Wilderness Campground. I, that was on my list. Mm -hmm. I feel like so many people don't go there because it is out of the way. You can get a, um, a boat from Magic Kingdom or a bus from the others, but the boat from the Magic Kingdom kind of drops you off right where all the activities are. But if you're not, even if you're not staying here, like this is such a fun day trip. Like if you don't have park tickets for your first day or you just need something quiet, this is one of my favorite places to go. You can take archery classes you can rent bikes and go around the whole property you can rent um little canoes and canoe in the little lake they have there they um how you can just go and walk around and see like the the barn where all the disney horses are kept and you can go mm -hmm. pet them and and see them and the new barn through. they redid the barn a couple really years ago cool. and it's gorgeous mm -hmm. yeah there's just so much to do like i mean even if you just you know go for lunch at crack um at Trails End, or you just want to get a cocktail at Crockett's Tavern and sit on the front porch in the rocking chairs. Um, you can, you know, the the shop there, their little general store has such cute merchandise that you don't find anywhere else. And it's so peaceful. This is this and Animal Kingdom Lodge, I think, are the two hotels that whenever I stay there, I never feel like I'm at Disney World. Like it's just mm -hmm. so different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, that was on my list too, but I have one. I think enough people don't pay attention to the surroundings just when they 
are visiting the parks. But like, for example, um, if you come across a phone in Walt Disney World, not like it is <laughs> not like a pay phone or but but like a like a phone that's part of the decor. Chances are up. good if you pick it up, something happens. Mm-hmm. So like it used to be Chapeau, one of my favorite things, <laughs> right? Like in the Chapeau at the Magic Kingdom, if you pick it up, something happens. Um, you can actually dial in Epcot the um, the red phone booths in the UK Pavilion. You can actually from home. You can actually call those. And people will pick them up. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do that because that's too much social pressure for me. I can't talk to strangers, but like, I would love just to see somebody walking by and like, oh my gosh, the phone's ringing. Answer the phone. Right. (laughs) Right. That's funny. See, I would answer it. I wouldn't call it. I would, yes. Yeah. I would 100% answer it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd actually dial the number myself, but although, although maybe, uh, maybe this is a good idea and I will look up the number and call it today. Yep. (laughs) Yep. If you just Google phone number for red phone booths in Epcot, it pops right up. (laughs) So funny. Um, Um, I agree with you. Just uh, there's little magic everywhere. Yeah. Like if you see at Walt Disney World, like it's a very interactive experience. So I think people are reluctant to sometimes like, touch things or flip switches or answer phones that are clearly like right out in the public area and not behind a desk. Now we're not talking about like, you know, actual phones. <laughs> we're, not, right. we're not talking like the concierge's phone on their desk. Right. Stay away <laughs> exactly. from that. But, yeah. <laughs> phones that are part of the decor, switches that are part of the decor. Um, like when you get on mission space, for example, you can hit every single button. You can flip every single switch, um, whether it's on, Mission Space or whether it's on the Millennium Falcon or whether it's on, you know, like touch everything. <laughs> you know, then you sanitizer. Unless it specifically says do not touch, touch it. Go for it. Yeah. Like, yep. and um, this is why I used to love Toontown at Disneyland. And I'm hoping when it reopens uh, in a couple of weeks that it'll still be like this. But the Toontown at Disneyland was the coolest place on earth because you literally anything you touched had a reaction. Mm-hmm. And it was meant to be like, it was meant for little kids to create this magic. Um, but over at Hollywood Studios, I'm hoping that this is still here. I haven't walked past it in the past year. But the little rope outside of Indiana Jones. Oh, it's still there. Yep. That says it's do not there. pull, but not is crossed out. Pull it. Pull it. Pull it. Just pull it. We can see yeah. what happens. <laughs> There's a version of that in Disneyland, too. I won't tell you where. You all have to find it. But yeah. it, it exists in California, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, have, I have one. At... Animal Kingdom, this is Animal Kingdom. I feel like even even I myself, although I love it, I forget about it. Um, <laughs> this is my you, favorite place on the planet. If you go, okay, I don't know. I don't know if we're talking about the same spot, but if you just go close to the Tree of Life, there oh, are no, not. there are a lot of trails around all around the Tree of Life, and you can get up close to the tree and see all of the carvings that you really don't realize um the tree of life is all different carved of different animals so the closer you get and the more trails you wind around the more you see mm-hmm. there are animals in there as well and i just feel like a lot of people overlook that yeah and there's there's some animal displays and stuff in some of those trails too mm-hmm. yeah i think like the anteaters are down there i think there mm-hmm. might be like some monkeys there's little wallabies yeah the wallabies yeah. are so cute yep and people just completely walk right past those pads. And we say it on this podcast all the time, but I'm going to say it again. If something is not specifically blocked off and says cast members only, and you see a trail, take it. Right. <laughs> walk down it. 
see what happens. And I think that's the what makes sets Disney apart from, say, like a Universal or a Six Flags is that they have so many details that go in to creating the atmosphere um which is why we all love it but i think so many people just rush past that we need to get on expedition everest we have to go on, on whatever the new ride is that we forget that the, the reason we love disney is not the rides it's the atmosphere that it creates and so i think it behooves you to kind of slow down and and on your next trip especially everybody listening to this podcast you're all regulars you go all the time spend a day where you don't ride any of the big attractions just walk around and see what you find yeah yeah uh i have another one this is for those of you who stay in the parks late but i think a lot of people don't know about the kiss goodnight mm. i never make it to the kiss goodnight I, yeah i'm not a nocturnal <laughs> person i like to be I'm better aware of it, but i do not participate <laughs> yes I, however i will say that on the times when i have been in the parks super late like until closing it is one of the most magical times to be in the parks because the crowds just really thin out. And then primarily the Magic Kingdom has sort of a kiss goodnight ceremony. But the other parks all do something as well at closing time. So everybody, they all have their own version of the kiss goodnight. But I think the most special one is at the Magic Kingdom. So if you can stay until closing, park yourself in front of the castle and just watch what happens. And if you're going on the Disney Wish, they also have their own goodnight kiss now. And it's really, really cute. I, I actually made it to that. I was so I sad participated in it, it and it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. That do it's worth staying up for for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 Anything else? Yes. I think we did this as a, a Patreon tip a few years back. And so I'm gonna you know. There's a thing in Animal Kingdom that I like. I don't want to tell anybody now because then everybody's going to go do it and I can't. <laughs> you've, you've opened Pandora's box now. You got to gotta My favorite place at Walt Disney World. I am not. This is not hyperbole. I. This is genuinely my favorite thing to do at Walt Disney World is at the exit to Cali River Rapids. Oh, you've As talked about this exiting, in the podcast before. Or if you don't want to ride, just go in the exit of the ride and there's a little bridge that crosses over the river so you'll see people like on their rafts at the end of the ride and on that bridge there are two buttons and if you time it right you press that button and it splashes or squirts water at the people on the raft and i have perfected this my method <laughs> that every single time i will soak you and nothing brings me more joy than soaking wet people who have gone on this ride and they think their ride is over and now they are just getting smashed in the face with another huge stream of water their screams bring me so much delight and i laugh so loud every time <laughs> no matter how many times i do this and they all look at me and they're so upset and i'm like you you went on a water ride. <laughs> somebody, somebody, the joy that, it brings me. Did that to me not at Walt Disney World, but at uh, Universal or Islands of Adventure? We went on the Dudley Do Right's Ripsaw Falls, and you get completely soaked. But we got it off that, or we got down off the splash. And we were coming around the corner, and somebody splashed me right in the face with one of those. <laughs> And I was, I mean, I was laughing so hard because we were already soaked. We had been on Bluto's Barges before that. We were already soaked, but they got me right in the face. And I just laughed so hard. And I went, why? <laughs> so 
your fault you went on the water ride oh. you didn't want to get wet you stay on the bridge with me yeah. i stay there for an hour i play for an hour every time the intense joy it brings me is um, the other thing, and this is just like an overlooked detail. It's not an attraction necessarily, but it, it is one of my favorite things to do at Walt Disney World is look up just yes. in general. Every look time you're in a pavilion, too. an attraction, yeah, look at the floor, you know, uh, look at the ceiling, like the China Pavilion in Epcot. If you've never been inside there, um, cool. the entrance to the movie in there, and then look the ceiling. Same thing with the Tower of Terror. The Tower of Terror Hotel... At, at Hollywood Studios, it is breathtaking, the ceiling. Um, and same thing, like Heather said, look down. You never know. The you know, paw prints, fingerprints, keys that you can find under the mat in certain places. Like, I mean, it's really incredible details. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Especially the China Pavilion. I Like I've mentioned before, I've been to China and I've got to see the Temple of Heaven, which is what that is a replica of. Um, um, this is obviously a much smaller replica, but that ceiling is identical to the mm -hmm. real thing. And mm -hmm. if you're never going to make it to China, get in there and appreciate the, the handiwork and the research these Imagineers did in this pavilion because it's mind boggling. Yeah. 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 It really is. Yeah. Well, even like the Expedition Everest queue. Because a lot of oh. times I'll have, I'll go single rider or oh have the yes. uh, Genie Plus. The, the queue on that is unbelievable. And that's kind of what started Disney doing all these really great queues. But this it's not really interactive or anything. It's just the details of this expedition, the these people and the camping mm -hmm. gear and the Yeti. And it it sets the tone of that. Yeti poop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sets the tone of the entire attraction. And it is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, uh, this is something that I think people don't think about very often, but um, if you have never taken the chicken exit on certain attractions, <laughs> even if you love the attraction, just one time take the chicken exit because some of them actually have really great chicken exits yeah. where you get to see a different part of the building or the attraction that you would never normally get to see if you actually rode it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And sometimes it's sometimes it's not so much. You just have to kind of wait till your party gets off the ride. But some of yeah. them are, are really some fun. of them are pretty fun. <laughs> like no. it's diabolical that the chicken exit for the Tower of Terror. Oh my god, it scares me every is time. Is an elevator because <laughs> you know I don't ride Tower of Terror, so I always have to take the chicken exit, and I'm always like, this is the time that this thing is gonna fall, and they're all gonna laugh at me. Yep, lightning <laughs> strikes, and you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I took the chicken exit. I just looked at the cast member like. Really? really? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Okay. I, I know we're talking about Disney World, but I'm going to throw this out. Um, sure. Actually, I don't know if it's still here because I never go up top, but I think it might still, it might not be there. So I'm just going to say it. Assume it's not there, but when you come to California, check in the tower when it was Tower of Terror. Um, if you, there's two lines, and if you got in the line that went upstairs, because in California, one line kind right. of went upstairs and over the other, there was a chalk outline drawn on the wall. And if you put your ear up to the wall, you would hear somebody knocking, which is a nod to the um, Twilight Zone episode. Yes. Okay. So there, like, there's cool stuff like that all over, and so many details that Imagineers put in that nobody pays attention to because we're just too hyped up to ride the ride or we're running around like crazy. So 
slow down. Yeah. yeah. Slow, do less. Enjoy more. Exactly. <laughs> it's been and a minute I mean, since I said that. So <laughs> there's not anything wrong with wanting to ride Expedition Everest or the new Tron or, no, or whatever. But but for those of us who are lucky enough to go all the time, if we can just take a day and, and do nothing but wander around and appreciate where we are. Yeah. They're going to see so much. And Disneyland, I think, is almost better than Disney World for this because it was built in a time when there was a lot of money to throw at it. And so there's so many details that if you're not paying attention, you're going to walk right by. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? I'm sure there's probably a billion. I'm sure but... there's a million. Oh, Hidden Mickeys. We should, we should mention Hidden Mickeys. I mean, that's an obvious one and probably all of our listeners are aware of them, but just in case, maybe you're new, uh, maybe you haven't been to Disney yet, you're planning your first trip. Hidden Mickey's is a theme park wide, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, sort of unofficial scavenger hunt. The Imagineers have put sort of Mickey shaped things almost anywhere you can possibly think of. You can find them on the ground, you can find them in the rock shapes, you can actually find them my favorite one is if you look at Expedition Everest and an aerial view, nobody's ever going to see this, but if you Google Earth it, you'll find that Expedition <laughs> Everest is actually a hidden Mickey. Um, <laughs> they're everywhere, and it's a lot of fun to keep an eye out for those. There's actually an official guidebook that you can get, um, the Hidden Mickey's Guide by Steve Barrett. You can pick up. They sell it at Disney Parks, but you can also order on Amazon um, if you want the quote-unquote official list of hidden Mickeys to look for. Right, and he has a website, too, that you could, if you find one, you could submit it. Yep, especially, then, yeah, they're always giving they out for new ones. Yes, and I like it because then everybody debates, like, no, this isn't a Hidden Mickey because, or yeah, that's definitely one. And then if enough people vote yes on your find, then it becomes an, yep, it an official Hidden Mickey. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They're always, they're always cool to find. And one thing that I always search for, and there are people like me who do find them, um, but it's kind of become a thing, is uh, survey markers. Yep. Um, I, I'm not saying I have found them all by any means, but every once in a while I find a new one that I haven't found and, um, I take a picture of it, take a picture where I am. I don't do anything with it. I just like to know <laughs> where, I, where I am. There's actually some very, very neat ones at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland that, um, that, are just different from some of the others. And so mm -hmm. it's really cool. And they're real survey markers, real when they uh, really do things. And one thing with survey markers in engineering is you have to, you're supposed to be able to see the next survey marker from that survey marker. But because of different things and different ways that they have built, you may not be able to. So it's just, a, for me, it's a fun thing and a fun way to explore in a different way. And that's definitely a looking down kind yep. of. Yep. And I that's think that's the down. point of all these hidden attractions, right, is to bring something new, something, some excitement back to the parks. When you go all the time and you're doing the same things, you don't want Disney World to feel stale. And so these kind of bring a little bit of magic and excitement and something yep. new for you to, to discover. Yep. And so actually some of the resorts have scavenger hunts that you can do. Right. Um, if you get them at guest services, um, just go to the front desk. They'll have a copy of it. I know Wilderness Lodge off the top of my head has it. Um, I think Animal Kingdom Lodge might as well. Um, yeah. And if you haven't, Heather, you mentioned Animal Kingdom Lodge earlier, but I just need to mention it again. Animal Kingdom Lodge has one of the largest collections of African art outside of the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. Like it is an incredible, 
incredible place to just spend an afternoon walking around and admiring things. It's amazing. Yeah. And they have really great, I mean, all of the hotels have um, activities, programs, but Animal Kingdom Lodge happens to have some of my favorite activities because they're so different you know they you can there's ones that you can pay for like taking rides out onto the savannah and then having dinner in Jico. um there's one where you can pay like minimal like maybe 15 dollars to pay to paint an ostrich egg like they just have really cool programs versus the movie and pool parties that some of the others have yeah mm-hmm. yeah so. i know uh the beach club has those types of things too where you can paint something for a certain amount of money and things like that but just ask go to the front desk at any hotel whether you're staying there or not and ask if there's something fun that that you might be able to do or get a schedule of events i wish more people i wish more people would build in a resort day or two at you know during our trip and i know the theme parks are the draw but i feel like the resorts have so much to offer um beyond just a place to sleep like people like to say and if you built in one day to explore your resort or to explore others and you literally just spent the day swimming in the pool doing the activities eating at the restaurants i feel like you'd appreciate them so much more than than you already do mm-hmm. yeah yep all right well that does it for this episode of the disney park princess this was season two episode five overlooked attractions coming up next we are going to be doing our patreon extra so if you are not a patreon supporter please go to www.patreon.com disney park princess uh, and you can help support us at the five ten or fifteen dollar a month level you get extra perks and extra access to things with all of those levels Uh, This week, we are going to be talking about our new Netflix obsession, at least mine and Heather's. Um, Charlotte's (laughs) getting there, but she's not there yet. Um, We're going to be talking about Wednesday on Netflix. Yes, it's spooky. So you might be surprised as to my reaction to it. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. And then next week, we are going to be doing a listener Q&A is on the schedule. So um, I was going to say email us your questions, but we're actually going to be answering questions that we've already had emailed because we pre-record these. <laughs> you can still uh, email them to us. Still they- email them because we yeah. do these episodes all the time and they're actually our favorite episodes. So um, you can email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. And that's it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.